The way that Elias actually introduced Simba, he said he's larger than life, whimsical and a shaman healer. That's such a weird way to introduce your friends. (laughs) This is my whimsical little friend. (laughs) You're listening to Behind the Bays. I'm Lockie (laughs) (laughs) Did you you say you're, I'm star. I'm going to run with that. Hi, guys. I'm Star McGowan. It's me, your favourite it girl, Star and Ease. No snorting, no snorting in the first two minutes of recording. I'm Star. I'm also Star. There's two stars now because everyone, all the feedback we got was Lockie sucked, so we've got two stars. So the show's going to be way better now. Great start, great start. Very okay. Good. You're listening to Behind the Bays. <laughs> Welcome. To the fucking mess of an intro, but I, I think it sets the tone for the mess of a show we've been watching. Yeah. Lucky Byron Bays, all the episodes are out and I think it's pretty clear by this point that people hate watching the show. They're not watching it because they love it. They watch it because they hate it. Yeah, but there's always been a market for that. I mean, you look at a lot of other shows, that's the reason it keeps people hooked because you just, you want to hear that person say some dumb shit so it reinforces what you already think about that person because you're like, oh, they're so annoying. Then they say something annoying. You're like, I'm right. I'm right. I'm not delusional. I'm not crazy. They make it easy to hate them, really, don't they? They do. The, I was going to ask, do you have any other shows that you enjoy hate watching or oh. any a, a podcast a tiktok channel what do you what do you watch that really makes your skin crawl well it's definitely of a similar vein to byron bay's yeah the hype house another Fucking netflix hell. show about the la tiktokers i could not look away like they dropped that whole series and i was hooked i'm like suddenly i need to know everything about these 15 year olds who probably have billions of dollars was it actually good i never watched it well, I hate watched it, but I, I don't know. Did I hate watch it? Did I love watch it? I watched it. We'll leave it at that. You watched it for the, the career practices <laughs> that you could get it out of it. It was really inspiring. So what have you hate watched before? Oh, um, X on the Beach is definitely one of my favorites to Ooh. hate watch because it's just, you watch them. And you're like, how do any of you maintain any sort of relationship? And it's weird because it's, it's like a lot of micro celebrities, especially in the UK, and they're all fucking each other. It's a merry-go-round <laughs> of like reality shows and STDs. It's they amazing. They should call it fucking on the beach instead of X on the beach. It's just it reality happen. TV is so cringe sometimes though because this person will just be like, you know, putting their feet in the water at the beach and they turn around, oh, fuck, Jonathan's here. We actually dated oh, for God. two months. I can't believe it. Classic Jonathan sneaking <laughs> up on you and behind. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I was just catching some waves. Why are you dry? <laughs> Fuck, we didn't think this part through. <laughs> so let's talk about Byron Bay's, the opening scene of episode mm-hmm. two. Yeah. We've got our boy, our baby bubble boy, Alex, mm. driving into the middle of buttfuck nowhere and he sees a cow and he has to state, oh my God, there's a cow. It's a lot of exposition. Mm. I mean, I maybe the Byron Bay's audience is largely blind and Alex <laughs> is just doing them a service by letting them know. It's a guided meditation. Close your eyes. Oh my God, there's a fucking cow. If you look at it, the whole show has a lot of exposition because anytime something's happening, if you can't see it, one of them will let you know. It's a vibe. No, it's really <laughs> a vibe. It's This is definitely a vibe. And like if I was watching the show with my eyes closed, I'd think, okay, well, I can see it now. 
I can see what's happening. So Alex is on the road to Buttfuck Nowhere and then mm-hmm. he pulls up to a studio and Sarah's there and she's doing her little thing, singing her little songy song. Yeah. I was so excited. I really thought that Alex was going to start dropping some fucking bars in the recording studio. Really? But we got nothing. He just walks on in there. Oh, hey, doll, how you going? I'm like, I want to see you rap, Alex. What are you doing? Do you really want to see Alex rap? Absolutely. That's one of the last things I want to see. <laughs> the last thing I want to see is Alex be like, all right, give me a beat. <clears throat> Fake followers. Oh no, we'll get into that a little bit later. I don't wanna, oh, I'm just going to dangle that little piece of bait in front of you, but I'm not going to give you the whole fish. So Alex walks in and he's like, "Oi, Sarah, sis, give me a beat." And she's like, "Wait, that's not a beat." You're just beatboxing at this point. So Alex and Sarah they're chatting in the studio, and Alex said they were talking about the party that they went to, yes. which we know he stormed out of because oh. he was over it. Alex literally said, I've got RSI from rolling my eyes. What is RSI? Repetitive strain injury. Why do you say that like I was meant to know that? What do you mean? <laughs> like that, I've never heard <laughs> anyone say I did the that. wrist roll as well, like duh, yeah, you RSI. Gave me, you gave me some eyes as if oh, I was like, How sorry. F- you don't know what that is? Where is your medical certificate, you piece of shit? Sorry. So the main event of EP2 is Jess's fashion show that has been six years in the making. So everything that happens in the EP is really just building up. That's like the big finale, the big the big thing that's happening mm. in EP2. So leading up to the party, we actually get to take a visit to Nathan's house, our favourite. The last place we want to be. <laughs> Imagine waking up in Nathan's house. Oi, oui, oi. Oui. Morning, love. Morning. I've made you toast. <laughs> would you? Would you? I don't even know. I don't know why that was what I went to first, but he seems like a toast guy. No, he undercooks his toast for sure. Like You're he a, puts it on level four when it should be on level five. Fucking idiot! Do you reckon he puts butter <laughs> like and then peanut butter like one of those people oh, that doubles up? No, that's a crime. No. Mm-mm. No. 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 Oh, that's we we get to come to his house, which is so exciting. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, jump in. We're cooking some salmon. Okay, no. guys. Meal plan. Um, and obviously, we know that L is his roommate. Yeah. And we've always. I think I've. We share the suspicion that she has a, maybe some feelings for him, a bit of lust. I don't know yeah. if it's feelings. Maybe it's just like she just wants to tear his clothes off. <laughs> but <laughs> the the biggest curveball so far for me. Well, she has a boyfriend. Oh, she has a boyfriend. Ding, ding, ding. New character unlocked. And he just sits there. And then I love that they keep cutting back to Nathan doing his little um, interviews. Saying like, you know, even when he's here, like she's kind of all over me and saying all this lovey-dovey <laughs> shit. Like, I don't seem to understand. And he goes, I'm not bragging, but she's still very lovey-dovey. And I'm like, dude, this show isn't in a vacuum. Like... <laughs> He, the boyfriend's going to see this when it comes out. People are going to see this and they're just going to think, what a dick. Oh my God. Like, it's so cringe. It's, you know, his girlfriend's all over me when, you know, even when he's here, when he's not here, but he'll never know about that until the show comes out, dumbass. Mm-hmm, mm. I don't know if the boyfriend was maybe like a paid actor or if he was genuinely just there, but he really felt like he was third wheeling with Nathan and Elle, right? Because there's <laughs> something going on in her, those eyes. Like if looks could kill... She's a serial killer. <laughs> you know, he's just sitting there. She's like macking on with him, just talking to her boyfriend. No, 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 it's fine. We're really close. We're just like very good roommates. He just paid the rent so early this week, so I'm really happy. Oh, 
I love them if they just went upstairs. They're like, no, no, we're just going upstairs as friends. And don't forget that Nathan likes to cruise around the house with no clothes on, as he admitted in the first episode. And I just want to bring you back to something that he said, yes. which really just made me feel something when he was <laughs> cooking his dinner. So he's cooking salmon and broccoli and he said, oi, oi, I've got the brock to make you rock. Oh, <laughs> Cheeky slap with a tea towel. With the, like, I thought I was watching the wrong channel for a second there. They're like slapping each other with tea towels and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's the R-rated version of Ready, Steady, Cook. <laughs> it's just Nath coming up to all the contestants and whacking them with a tea towel. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, sorry about that. No, it's cool. And then he goes away, comes back, walks through naked. Sometimes I just walk around here naked, guys. It's not a weird thing. We're all friends. You're all of your husbands are here. That's fine. <laughs> Team Tomatoes, eh? Am so, I right? Oi, oi. Wait, come on, guys. Oi, oi. <laughs> come on, ready, steady. Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so weird that the boyfriend is just there and he seems like, he doesn't seem okay with it, but he's just kind of resigned to the fact that he's like, yeah, my girlfriend wants to fuck this other dude uh, way more than me. And he's so random. He's like, oh, sorry, I've got to go back to Magnetic Island. Like they don't tell <laughs> what the staff, what the fuck are you doing on Magnetic Island, bro? Like, what are you doing? He just pops in, has some Brock to make you rock and then goes back to Magnetic Island. What's on Magnetic Island? I think it's like a place in Queensland, far North Queensland. I don't know what you do. You get a magnet from yeah. the gift shop. That's where they make fridge magnets. Oh. Yeah. The largest exporter of fridge magnets in the world. And that guy, that's why you notice on Nathan's fridge, there are no fridge magnets. Oh. He's sending a sign to this guy. Power move. Lucky, have you ever had anything with a partner where they just did not fit your vibe? I mean, that's the thing. You don't realize they don't fit your vibe until you break up with them. But mm. the, the hard thing is when the friends and family around you start telling you what they actually thought of that person. <laughs> so my dad could not give a shit about my dating life, like does not care. I could tell him that I'm dating a tree and be like, oh, well, don't get a splinter. You don't get a splinter, right, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but I had a girlfriend and like, no, we were still dating and he had never like mentioned her, never was like, is she coming over for dinner or anything? Just didn't care. And I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. He walks in front of the TV, stops, looks at me and goes, you know, I think you can do better. <laughs> Kept walking and never said another thing about her ever again. And I was just like, shit. Okay, dad, thanks for the advice. Oh. I'm like eight months in at the moment. Appreciate it. That is so fucking savage, man. <laughs> and he was eating a muesli bar. So it was... <laughs> Is it like a Nature Valley one that's yeah. really crumbly? Yeah, it's just shit, like crumbs all <laughs> over his chin. He's like, no, I don't, I don't think, I think you do better. And then just walks off. And I was like, cool, thanks for that just piece of advice you've left me with. But it's very strange. Have you ever had that kind of experience? Well, yeah, people, some people that really humble me in my life are my younger brothers who are now nine and 12 years old. Can we get those names again? <laughs> Sani, I, wait, fuck, what's his name? <laughs> 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 Sani Star doesn't like her siblings. Uh, they were actually made up names. No, no, no. Okay, so Sani, Isaiah, Moana, and yep. Indy, Elijah. So That's I had people. broken up with my ex, and you know we went together for a while, and then I met my now boyfriend Matt. Right, mm -hmm. and I'm we like, love, we love Matt. We love Matt. We stand Matt. He's himbo queen. We love. We love. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm bringing Matt over to meet my family for the first time. Scary vibes, right? There's like fucking hundred of them. We don't even fit on one table. You guys are basically a rugby team. There's so many of you. <laughs> I go. It's like, come, Matt, come along, come along, meet here. They're in the scrum formation. These are our forwards. <laughs> I pick the kids up from school and I'm like, well, you guys going to meet my boyfriend tonight? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean? Your boyfriend's Josh. I'm like, well, no, Josh and I have broken up and I had to explain that Josh now has a baby with someone else and so does my old boyfriend. And so then my little brother turns around to me and goes, so what you're saying is everyone you've ever dated now has a baby and you don't. And I was like, oh. yep. He's like, hmm. 
Okay. So do you think you're wasting time? <laughs> Getting really deep. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Dude, that's similar though. My primary school girlfriend just got engaged. Oh, that's fucking weird. And she's getting married. Wait, very aren't soon. you like 18? I'm yeah, I'm 15 actually. Oh, yeah. Oh dear. But she's getting engaged. I was like, am I meant to feel upset by this? Is this like one of those TikToks where I'm meant to like turn up and object? Like, no. remember that promise you made to me at G6 camp? <laughs> I remember. I object. <laughs> Yeah, but um, she's getting married, so good on her, but also weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the stage of life that we're in, unfortunately. But if you ever want to be violently humbled, <laughs> hang out with my brothers. I'll bring them into the studio. They will bring you back down to earth, that's for sure. Right. And they will tell you if your ex-boyfriends are shit. But they like Matt. He passed the vibe check, thankfully. Awesome. We like Matt. Speaking of the boys, there's a couple that we got introduced to a little bit more. We got to learn a little bit more about the two boys, Simba and Elias, while they had their little uh, their little sparring session. The boys were throwing a couple of left hooks, a couple of right <laughs> uppercuts, and a couple of one two. Oosh, oosh, oosh. Simba was in a bit of a silly goofy mood. He did a little roll into the into the net. No, what is it? <laughs> into the, the ring? Net? Into the boxing ring? No, no, I'm, I'm going to let you figure it out. Yeah, so look, instead of just climbing over the little stringy bits, whatever the, the fuck they're called. The stringy bits, yep, that is the official He title. just like did a little roly-poly. He was feeling a little bit silly. So that tells us, oh, that guy looks like a bit of fun. Well, my favourite part was when they first started like circling to start fighting. The first thing Simba says was, ooh, bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> they're like squaring up each other. And you know what it had? It had the same energy as that beach volleyball scene from Top Gun when they're all in like denim short shorts. I don't no, I don't get the reference. Oh god. I oh. thought aren't you like 40? Like, haven't you seen the movie? <laughs> no. But it's like this this scene where it's meant to be these overly masculine dudes playing beach volleyball with each other, but it has this undercurrent of like the largest amount of homoeroticism. Love. And that's what I got watching this boxing match because there was a <laughs> lot of giggling and a lot of laughing and, you know, they're like, oh, not the face, not the face, <laughs> hey? Oh, gotcha. And then one of them got him in the face like, oh, my body's my face, is it? Uh -huh. And I was like, "This, they're going to kiss. They were being a bit cheeky, weren't they're they? Kiss. The way that Elias actually introduced Simba, he said, he's larger than life, whimsical and a shaman healer. That's quite a way to describe your friends. I hope you're cutting around the shy talking about me like that. I, I feel like they'd be insulting to like introduce one of your friends that oh, way. This is my whimsical little friend. This is my whimsical little friend. <laughs> Hello, Simba. That sounds like he's... <laughs> I sounded like fucking, what's a monkey from The Lion King? Rafiki. Rafiki. It's dude, giving Rafiki. Dude, it just, that's such a weird way to introduce your friends. Sounds like they're a pixie. <laughs> this is my whimsical little friend. She flies around. Spring, spring, sprinkling fairy dust and she'll give you all the wishes you ask for. Would you like to come to our little cottage? Come along, my whimsical little friend. And it's not like a pixie. It's this like six foot dude with tats and like a lot of feathery dangly earrings. Who used to be like a corporate bro and now he's just the whimsical yeah. little healer in what the a, valley. What a, I like his backstory. It makes him very likable, but... Then there were some things that he said that did not make him likable. Yeah. As you know, the title of the episode, he says, I'm not an influencer. I'm an inspirer. Stunning. I mean, the quote is so good that they made it the episode title. Or do you think they worked it backwards? Did they choose the episode title first and they're like, Simba, you whimsical little boy, say this. <laughs> Simba, we've got a little line for you. <laughs> We'd love you to say it. Um... Basically, you know how everyone has an influencer? You're a little different. You're a little off-key. Little whimsical boy. Little whimsical boy. <laughs> so we've got our little bubbly boys and our whimsical boys. <laughs> it's going to sprinkle some magical fairy Byron oh. dust on this and you're going to say this <laughs> lovely little line. 
and they fucking start boxing. It was such a juxtaposition. But um, he also said one of the worst things I've like one of the worst lines that I've heard on the show so far when they were talking about Sarah, Sarah and Elias's Saria. Saria, couple name. Saria. Oh, Celius. <laughs> Cellulite. That's their couple Cellius. name. He's Cellulite. <laughs> but he goes, when he's talking about the vibe between those two, he goes, this is a real sentence. <clears throat> Very cool. Maybe she picked up on some sort of innate kind of, uh, you know, undercurrent kind of vibe. Oh. Which grammatically, not a sentence. No. <laughs> you could break that up. There's like four different sentences in there and he just doesn't finish any of them. It's like he just wanted to use those real wanky kind of spiritual words. Yeah, it's kind of this innate sense of whimsical wonder that I kind of have <laughs> when I see you guys. But I thought I thought we could start a little game and I'm going to know if this is good or not, whether it's <laughs> if it's cut out of the podcast or not, will tell me <laughs> if this is good. But I thought... We can start noting some of the worst things these guys say. Put them on the board. Ooh, nice. We can rank them and we can decide what really makes me hate this show the most. And I think I'm not an influencer. I'm an inspirer is definitely one of them. Yeah, and then, that's up there. Very cool. Maybe she picked up on some sort of innate kind of, uh, you know, undercurrent kind of vibe is another one. <laughs> I've already mentioned this quote, but I really need to add Brock Please. to make you rock. Brock to, to the make board. you rock. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the board. I'm sure Nathan is probably going to need his own board. Oh, because there's a few fucking quotes coming out of his mouth already. Don't, careful saying bored around Nathan because he's going to be like, <laughs> you'd be like, surf, hey, oh, we, 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 we drop it in, boys. <laughs> Wait a minute, there's no script that says I have to go in the, in the ocean. Wait, we're going, going for, where's my wetty? Someone get my wetty. Gonna, oh, is, that, is that a fucking board over there, RC? I'm going to oh, go drop in. Oh, let me wax that down for you. Sorry, guys, I'm just walking around my apartment naked in front of my roommate who has a boyfriend. Oi, Stav, can you put sunscreen on me back? Oi, Stav, do you mind just like sunscreening my ass real quick for me? <laughs> Sorry, Elle usually does it, but she's just getting ready. So, Elle, yeah, your girlfriend. <laughs> so in the studio right behind us, we have what we're going to call the board of shame. Spelled B-O-A-R-D. <laughs> Shucker, bruh. Oh, fucking You fake. don't want to be on this board. Pretty much what this board is, is the worst quotes that are coming out of Byron Bay. So far, Simba's on there twice. Nathan is up there once. And if you want to actually see the board of shame, you're going to have to go check out our TikTok. You're just going to have to do it. You're going to have to bite the bullet, go watch the videos. They're actually quite good. And you get to see this board. You can add uh, some of the things that you've heard in the show. You tell us what is some of the worst things you've heard because while watching this, it is really tough. I know that me and Star probably black out while we're watching, kind of just disassociate. <laughs> so the stuff we're going to miss that we need you to pick up on as well. You can find us on TikTok at Behind the Bays Pod. That is B-A-E-S Pod. Another key moment from the episode was Sarah and Nathan we're just going to hang out, but it actually turned out to be a date that Nathan had set up to Sarah's surprise. But I mean, they had a good little time. He had a little picnic rug set up, you know, they had the dog running around, but she was confused. And even later on, she's talking about, was this a date? Was this not a date? What do you think constitutes a date star? Yeah, there was definitely a lot of confusion flying around the picnic rug, wasn't there? Because he was just meant to be showing her around Byron. What I think constitutes a date, it's all about the comms leading up to it, right? Like you can tell through someone's communication style, are you flirting or is just are we just mates? Mm -hmm. But what you don't want is to rock up and you think, cool, we're just friends. And then they try and pop a big fat kiss on your face. That's not ideal. But Nathan doesn't kiss on the first date. He does he not. Say? He's a modest little he boy, isn't he? He doesn't kiss on the first date. And that's what I was going to ask you star now um i don't know what your dating history is like you may have dated two men you may have dated all of the men may have dated women you may have dated women look at us 
Look at us. Progressive. Hey, come on. <laughs> Look at us. So I just want to ask, on the first date, do you kiss? I think absolutely. Okay. you got to try before you buy, don't you? Absolutely. Do you make eye contact? Yes. While kissing? <laughs> like the Bruno Mars song? Um, no, that's Had really weird. Eyes wide open. You don't, okay, you know when you're like kiss. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but if you're hooking up with someone and then you just do one little cheeky peep open and they've got their eyes open, that's weird. You look like a fish. I don't want to fucking look at your face. You said hooking up and I was already tuned out. <laughs> You've never kissed anyone, have you? I've never kissed anyone, but uh, I tell you what, that pillow at home, <laughs> it is getting a workout. So... <laughs> You, you do kiss on the first date, you make eye contact, um, you do the little fish eye as well. Do you hold hands on the first date? Because that's mm. quite an intimate thing. Nah, holding hands, that's weird vibes. Maybe if it's like a cheeky little lean across and like a little tap on the knee or something, like just mm-hmm. a little physical touch. Are you doing like a medical examination on their <laughs> knee? Tap a tap a tap Just to make sure that you've got good bone structure. You're getting enough calcium. I'm just checking your reflexes, David. <laughs> I'm just going to tap here and see what happens. There's one thing I look for in a man. It's good reflexes. Absolutely. Okay, so hand-holding, absolutely not. Okay. That is giving me big Rello vibes. What? Why do you have that sinister look on your face? I just set myself up, didn't I? No, I wrote this list down. I just wanted to, you know, I thought it was a natural progression. Lockie Mac, I'm sure you've been on a few dates in your time. What are some other red flags on a first date? She's a horse girl. <laughs> Do you know that by her email address? If it's like Subtle Club One Two Three, or I'm not. I usually don't email the girls I'm talking to. <laughs> hey Sally, I'm just going to send you a calendar invite. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm not going up to the girl in the club, being like, "Hey, can I get your Yahoo?" <laughs> mm, baby, let me get that AOL.com off you. Let me get those digits. <laughs> ASL and email. Yeah, I own I, the way I flirt with girls is during business hours. <laughs> email me between nine to five. <laughs> kind regards, Lucky Mac. Could you? Yeah, can you imagine sexting someone over email, saying a bunch of really graphic shit at the end? Kind regards, Lucky Mac. Best. <laughs> Best. <laughs> um, no, I mean horse girls. I I've just had bad history with horse girls. I don't know what it is. I don't look at me like that. I don't know what it is. They've just categorically they haven't been very nice to me. Question. Yeah, what's up, man? Do they rock up to your house on a horse or how do you know that they're a horse girl? Do they just start going, nay, and running yeah. around? <laughs> they're like, do you want me to grab you a drink? And they trot up to the bar. <laughs> um, no, like, I don't know what it is. I'm just getting a lot of people who are hating me who are horse fans. But I, I just don't trust anyone whose hobby costs more than $10,000. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people who have horses. Oh, my God, do you have a horse? No, I don't have a horse. Oh, you no, gave me, no. me a look for a second. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, shit. But I just don't trust people whose, like, hobbies are really expensive. Okay. I just think, I don't know. That's just a thing for me. Um, also, if they're not funny, that's, you know, that's probably a more. I love how I have this whole thing about horse girls, but then I'm like, oh, and, you know, they have to be, like, kind of funny. Uh, most people are just like, if they're rude to the waiter, but you're like, no, fucking horse girls, get out. <laughs> like, she can scream at the waiter. <laughs> But at the end of it, she goes, oh, it makes me so stressed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. So, Lockie, what about if you just finish a date and then a girl texts you like within the five minutes after the date finishes? Red flag or green flag? It's cute. It's green flag. It also depends on what they're saying. If they're just saying like, hey, had a great time. This was really nice. And I'm like, cool. That's like text me when you get home safe or that kind of thing. So, But having that little message there of like, hey, that was fun. And it also kind of sets a buffer of like, okay, now we can both have the rest of the night to think about what happened without like texting each other. Yeah. So I see it as a green flag. I hate the waiting game. Like when I was dating, when I was out there in the world single, I absolutely hated that. All my friends like, oh my God, I'm going to wait five hours to text him. I'm not texting him first. Like mm. if you want to fucking talk to someone, just do it. Yeah. 
Green I, flag. Like I've never been to McDonald's and McDonald's is like, oh, they'll definitely want to come back if I make them wait five hours for their food. <laughs> like I know you want these nuggies, but I'm going to make you wait five hours because that's, that's going to make you want more. Come and get these nuggies and I'm going to purposely forget your sweet and sour sauce so you have to come back. Oh, do you pull that move? Do you leave something at someone's house by accident or oh by purpose? Oh my God. Okay. So what I've had exes do to me before is I would leave like a hair tie or a bobby pin on their bedside table and they'd be like, hey, like, I know we're not really together anymore, but do you want to come and pick up your stuff? And I'm like, it's a fucking bobby pin. <laughs> of course I want to come pick it up. <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah, I'm on my way. Maybe we should go for drinks like <laughs> so I can identify if it is my bobby pin but i've i've got a first date red flag for you yeah go for it at the end of the date when you go to pay if the other person doesn't do the awkward like oh oh no okay okay no, please let me let oh, me no. like they you have to do that because mm-hmm. if you just expect the other person to i feel like that's a major red flag so do you think guys should pay for the first date no i think it should be the awkward fight at the start right and then whoever gets there gets there i personally used to love paying on the first date because i feel like it's big dick energy like mm-hmm. i don't know i just love i just feel like it's a massive power move but i once dated this guy I literally paid for everything. It was so fucked. Like we were seeing each other for probably two months or something. And every single time I just did the polite thing, he never got his card out at all. He just would stand there and be like, oh, thanks so much. That's so nice. Meanwhile, I'm povo as fuck. My bank balance is going down. In my defense, I just like to be treated like a princess. So I appreciated (laughs) you doing that. But how hard do you want the guy to fight? Like that little awkward thing of putting the card. Do you want him to be like, oh no. And like slapping your card out of the way with his card. Or do you want him to like be running towards the register. And he's like turning around, like throwing plates. Being like, don't you fucking pay. I'm a gentleman. (laughs) I'm going to treat you like the princess that you are. I've got money. I've got a black Amex. Look at the black card. (laughs) It's weighing my wallet down. Like, or is there some middle ground? No, I want like a cute little whimsical little, oh no, stop it. Like a little sword fight with the cards. <laughs> Just throwing toothpicks at you. Get away. I'm going to pay for it. So back to Nathan and Sarah's date. Well, mm. date, we say. The date. The yes. date. Was it a date? Who knows? So Sarah didn't know it was a date and then they're sitting there and it's pretty fucking clear that it's a date. Yes. It's a picnic rug. It's looking all romantic. He's made some hand rolled vegan rice paper rolls. Nice. Have you ever made them? No. Not easy to make. Oh, okay. Look, we give Nathan a lot of shit. If he actually did make those rice paper rolls, hey, that's off to you, bro. Oi, oi. Good job, mate. Oi, oi. Can we get a round of three oi, oi's for Nathan? <laughs> hip, hip. Oi, oi. Hip, hip. Oi, oi. Hip, hip. Oi, oi. That's the mating call for like dudes over 25 who've been on The Bachelorette. (laughs) One of my favourite moments from the date was when Sarah was like, can you take a video of me? She whipped out her ukulele. (laughs) She's like, can you take a video? And Nathan's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought it was something that involved him. But no, she just wanted him to film her content for her social media. So I feel like that was like a moment like when you wave at someone across the room, but they're actually waving to the person behind you. That was the kind of vibe that I got from that moment between the two of them. And she said she wanted to film for her Instagram and he kept talking throughout being like, oh, this is fucking amazing. This This is such a fucking vibe, bro. This is perfect. This is the best thing I've ever heard. It's like, dude, shut up. It's for a story. But uh, I just wish someone had uh, tuned her ukulele before she used it because it was clearly just... (laughs) Like her voice is lovely, but I was just like, that shit was just bought 10 minutes ago and it has not been tuned. So, Lockie, now we are at the main event of episode two. Jess, the e-com queen. It's her fashion show, six years in the making. Six years in the making. So, obviously, it's going to be a big deal. And you'd think everyone would be showing a lot of respect to that because she's put a lot of hard work. Mm. There were some fiery words being thrown around about her, about other people. I think it was just kind of a bit of a, what's it called? A 
boiling pot? What's the phrase? I was going to say bitch fest. <laughs> yeah, let's go with bitch fest. That's better than what I was going to say. It's a Just bitch fest. One of the opening scenes that we see at the party, we see our girl Sarah. She grabs a drink and she's fucking necking it down straight away. She's just walked in and we're like, here's to Sarah. She's, she's true blue. blue. She is just really knocking that back because she sees Nathan across the room. What a legend. Absolute legend. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. So then everybody starts arriving at the fashion show. It was very stressful because there's big influencers, big names in the industry, the people that you really want to impress. And the ideal situation would be that everyone who is attending is on their best behavior. Of course. Things don't always go to plan though. Actually, one of the people that we only mentioned at the start was uh, Alex got himself in a little bit of strife mm. um, as they were doing the fashion show, which was really weirdly like structured in terms of they walked out to like the pool fence and everyone just kind of hung over the fence <laughs> and they would walk back. But he, what did they say? They said, uh, does it, would it take you six years to put this together? And he goes, oh, it would take a trip to Spotlight, Ooh. which first of all, fuck you, Spotlight. <laughs> just attacking them. They have some beautiful fabrics. They do, absolutely. But yeah, they, he really went in on them and uh, I think he was in earshot of everyone else. So everyone else heard that. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to stir a bit of shit up. Can I point out? There were 17 people at this fashion show, including the models. There's a half a millisecond clip where I paused it and like counted everyone there. There's 17 people. Like if, the, if you're going to have 20 people come to your show, that's the 20 you chose. Mm. Interesting choices. <laughs> Someone must have pulled out. <laughs> like, well, apparently three people pulled out, but I just thought it was very strange. And, you know, going in on her, they had some cool stuff. I mean, the jacket that Jade got was quite stylish. Yeah, it was cool, but I found it weird that they paired it with like a black swimsuit. Like there's nothing I love more than wearing a sticky puffer jacket just when I get out of the ocean. Like it's just, I actually went onto the website as well and checked out the prices of some of these items. Johansson. Johansson. Okay. Johansson. (laughs) Wunderbar. And the dresses go for about three to four hundred dollars each. Is that a lot for dresses? I would say that's a lot for dresses. But I mean, if in Byron, maybe it's not. That's like the most male thing I've said. Is that a lot for like <laughs> chicks' clothes? <laughs> I just get my shirts from YD. Oh, bro, I get cheaper than I go. K- I go Kmart. <laughs> you get them shits for three for fifteen. They're plain. In the world's your oyster. You can draw on them. You can get a bit of text. You can make whatever you want. And uh, I think that's that's why there was the issues because Alex was basically implying that that's what she did with six years of fashion work. The issue is that Alex made that sassy comment thinking he could trust everyone around him. He thought he was in a safe zone to drop a little bit of the spicy comment here and there. But the Chinese whispers, you can see that they start to begin at the party. Who knows? Maybe it's going to come back and bite him in the bum in the future. Maybe, but some of the words that were thrown around at that fashion show that were a bit controversial didn't just come from Alex. There was also a little interaction between Elle, Alex and Sarah. And Elle is basically interrogating Sarah about her date with Nathan. She goes, oh, it's not a date. It's not a date. And her way of justifying that it wasn't a date was, and I quote, if you're wearing heels and no undies, it's a date. Implying that she was wearing no heels, but wearing underwear. So it was not a date. Honestly, so iconic. I mean, does that make a lot of sense? I mean, I've never like rocked up to a date just like freeballing it in a pair of jeans. Yeah, look, I think some people really like to go commando. It's nice and breezy up there in Byron. Go for your life, sis. <laughs> is, that, is that an innuendo? But- <laughs> it's breezy up there in Byron. <laughs> Byron Bay tourism, that's your next tagline. For me, the equivalent of that, I would say like if you wear matching undies on a date or even if you wear nice ones, 
you're probably going to Pound Town. I, I always say. I always wear my good Spider Man undies on a nice date. <laughs> it's it's a thing. It's a thing. Like if you wear shit undies and you don't shave your legs, that's when you're like, no, I'm doing that as protection, <laughs> so that. Nothing happens. It took me halfway through your sentence to realise you were referring to like females predominantly because I was like, shave your legs. I've like <laughs> never had that. But you know, it's hard for guys as well. We have to like get dressed, do our hair. Oh. That's it. That's all we have to do. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Maybe put a little little Lynx Africa on, a little spray. Oh, no, I'm good. Like my general musk throughout the day tends <laughs> to carry me there. I'm, Old man's musky. I'm a little musky boy. Little musky Simba boy. looks like he's musky. Just throwing that out there. I feel like Simba uses natural deodorant. He doesn't want any aluminium up in his armpits. That's for sure. Is it spraying aluminium? That's what deodorants have in them. God, oh, you're learning so dude, much. Dude, I don't know anything. Look, one amazing thing about the party is that our boy Kai was there. And oh. he had a fantastic Love you, Kai. quote. Somebody came over and interrupted his conversation and he said, oh, hey, we're just talking about dubstep. We're big fans. Jesus. <laughs> Welcome back to 2011. Are we still talking about dubstep in 2022? He looks like the cousin of Skrillex. <laughs> looks like if Skrillex got like a decent haircut. Little baby boy, cousin of Skrillex. A little baby boy. He's just over in the corner. Hey, is he okay? Someone go check on him. The closer you get, he's just... <laughs> <laughs> he just got his eye... <laughs> He's like, sorry, guys, I was just thinking about dubstep to myself. He's got his iPad Nano playing in the corner <laughs> with some dubstep. I want the next episode to open with him meditating with just bangerang playing in the background. He's just going fucking hard. So like he just really relaxes me. It helps me get to sleep. Bangerang. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. So do you think that the fashion show was a success or was it a shit fire? Look, I think other than uh, some unsupportive friends, some fake friends, uh, it was largely successful and she had some cool stuff. And uh, even Jade mentioned, he said, I'm so proud of her and she nailed it. I'm going to tell everyone on my Instagram. Nice thought. Maybe tell her first that you're proud of her, that she did a good job. He's like, I'm going to tell everyone on my Instagram. Maybe tell the person who spent six years doing this that she did a good job. The friendship to me feels a little bit transactional. I don't know, because Jess is always making comments saying, oh my God, everything that Jade posts on his Instagram just blows up. Like, so I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. It does feel a little bit transactional to me. But he's getting free clothes. They're getting free publicity. So maybe it's a, I scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of deal. I give you a puffer jacket. You post me on your story. Exactly. Um, I just want to bring this up before we do uh, wrap quite soon is that there were some tweets that got put out and there's two here that are absolutely fantastic from these episodes. Byron Bays is every shit conversation you've ever heard on public transport <laughs> condensed into a TV show, <laughs> which reminds me a lot of the, the conversations they have on the beach after they've been surfing where it's, they talk for five minutes, but they don't say anything. They're just talking shop about yeah. surf. Boy, I, I dropped in on your brother and it was sick. <laughs> the awkward scene where they were running off into the surf was really fucked. I'm like, is this Bondi Rescue? What's going on? The yeah. slow-mo running. Listening to people's conversations on public transport is actually one of my favourite pastimes. Like mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that will pause my music on my podcast just so I can listen in on the goss. What podcast you listen to? Behind the base. Oh, good. That's a good one, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. And relatable, my stomach out. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> so, I, you overheard some good conversations? Yeah, I've overheard some good conversations. I feel like I don't know why people choose to have arguments with people on the bus, first and foremost, but they really just let out all of the juicy details. I once had this lady who actually put her feet up on the chair of the bus as well, but it, there was like a little gap between yeah. my seats. So, I just felt these toes 
scratching on my back. Oh, and there's nothing nothing worse than getting <laughs> horny on the bus. Ew. Oh, I would have been so aroused by that. It was really uncomfortable, but I'm not going to let one negative experience hold me back from listening to people's conversations on public transport. Exactly. I mean, I had one girl when I was in Melbourne who uh, they were obviously heading to a party and they were talking about a girl who might be there who they had beef with. Ooh. And they were saying how at another party, she's like, yeah, I was going to fight her, but I didn't because, you know, I don't want that rep. Also, because I was wearing flat shoes and high heels would be better. Yeah, she so that, was wearing undies. So I, I mean, she might have been, but her whole concern was that she wasn't wearing heels, which she could have used as a weapon. Oh, and I made, I made sure I had looked at her feet before she walked <laughs> off the train, wearing heels tonight. Ooh. So Amanda got clapped that <laughs> night. Sorry, Amanda. Stay safe out there, kids, on the streets of Melbourne. Stay safe, kids. You know, it's, it's a wild place. It's a whimsical world out there. Yeah. Lucky, I'm glad that we've gotten the pilot ep and the second one out of the way because I feel like what they really were were just teasers for all of the drama that is to come because the next episode looks pretty juicy. Yeah, I think it feels like they've lit a fuse and then we're just waiting for that bomb to explode, which it kind of feels like these episodes have just been lighting the fuse for something that's going to explode a little bit later. You know, we've got mm. Alex and Shade, we've got um, Alex and the girls who are doing the fashion show as well. We've got Hannah who's has a little bit of beef as well from some of the stuff that Alex did. Fuck, it's just Alex versus everyone at this point. But also <laughs> we have Nathan, Elias, Sarah, the Twilight love triangles that's going on as well. So I, I think you got to stick around, watch the episodes, listen to Behind the Bays with me and Star, and we're going to uncover some of the big fucking explosions that are going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. And you do not want to miss out on next week's episode because we have a very special guest coming on the show. It's our first guest. It is our first guest. And I think we're starting it off with a big bang as well. And this guest has some very, very juicy goss on the one and only Alex Reed. Mm, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keen to see what he's going to be saying. And I think it's going to be an episode where we get to talk very little. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit back and watch and listen and just observe and just let let the tea spill. You know what? We've just we've tapped a little hole in the kettle. That tea's going to spill out drop by drop. Sounds like a bit of a safety hazard. Yeah, well, there's nothing safe about podcasting. <laughs> it's one of the most dangerous professions in the world. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in to Behind the Bays next week, Tuesday, 5pm. I'm Star. I'm Lockie Mac. Bye. Bye. Run, Run Bays. Bays. Whimsical little boy. Bye. Bye.